This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is November the 4th. 2019. Oh, it still is on the West Coast back in the USA. Strong hand. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Value your wealth in Bitcoin, but we can talk about, we can mention other coins sometimes. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Offended by selling that Bitcoin. Don't sell that Bitcoin for anything, baby. It's unconfiscatable. Yeah, you better believe I got a, I've, I've got the conviction. I'm a unique beast. I'm doing a new show here every day. In fact, today, this is the second freaking show of the day. We had a Caitlin Long show on earlier in the day. It was a Bitcoin-focused show. She was on this week. It was from the first time she was ever on This Week in Bitcoin, and it's just her. I got rid of the other people. I got rid of me. So you can focus on Caitlin Long. It is linked to below. That was the show from earlier today. Yeah, you only get that kind of insider information right here, baby. Personal responsibility is the new counter culture. Hello, my elite friends. Play this video at 2x to save yourself some time. There's a tip if you're watching this taped. Okay. Uh, I want to say, I said hello to all my elite friends. If you're over, question and answer to all my elite friends over there. You type in Bitcoin Meister, you do a super chat. I will appreciate it. I will answer your questions here in Adelaide, Australia. I did my sprints earlier. I'm about to go on a run after this. Oh yeah, two runs in one day, two shows in one day. Pound that like button. You know what we call that around here. That's being in motion. And I want everyone to check out the This Week in Bitcoin show with David Nage. He talked about family offices. It was great. You can watch that at disruptmeister.com, techbalt.com. Follow me on Twitter at techbalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Right now at the top of my tip Twitter feed is a classic flashback from 2016. I think it was 2016. Yeah, it's linked to below also. It says flashback. Retweet it. Do it right now, people. And watch that Caitlin show from earlier today, which is also linked to below. And I linked to a uh, – if you want to check out the audio po- podcast versions of these shows, I linked to one specifically. The, it's real quick. It's with Ran. Uh, it's the Bitcoin focus with Ran if you just want to hear that. All right. Enough. Let's get into the let's get into the real nitty gritty. What's going on here? Nick Carter has a tweet which I love. This sums up so much in the space. The Venn diagram of people who don't believe in markets but rather see conspiracies and manipulations everywhere has a perfect overlap with people who are not active in those markets. It's exclusively the purview of outsiders to claim the markets are somehow false. Yeah, no coiners. No coiners, conspiracy theorists. Yeah, very similar. There's a big overlap. People like to come up with all sorts of theories about things they know nothing about, but they have no experience in it. They're not participating in it. So what is this? What what am I getting to here? There's a new Bloomberg article, which is really an old Bloomberg article about an old report, which they say is a new. Well, they think it's people make it like it's a new report. There's manipulation. Tether manipulation calls the 2017 price spike. Why must we go there again? Well, it's all cyclical. The same type of thought, it comes round and round again. This time, it didn't freak too many people out. And the people commenting uh, on the uh, article in the tweet from Bloomberg, I mean, they rip it to shreds. I mean, if you want to see why this is just a, a crazed a crazed argument. Uh, but here we go. Here's the argument. 
A lone whale was behind Bitcoin manipulation in 2017. Texas Academic says uh, it's linked to below. And so some in the thread, it's classic. Doesn't something like this get published every six months or so? Is it the same article? And someone says, yes, the original author made an update to their paper. So Bloomberg is running it like it's a new story. Hey, man, it's it's fun. It gets clickbait. Bloomberg's got to do what Bloomberg's got to do to get the 80 percenters, to get the people saying, well, I'm glad I'm not. I, I'm glad I'm not in a manipulated market, whatever that means. Uh, I'm glad I never owned Bitcoin. This is what these articles are for, for those type of people. Good. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. You're the same person comes up with conspiracies who in the end of the day says, oh, uh, why, why did all these uh, rich people end up with Bitcoin? It's just a conspiracy. No, they weren't rich originally. They were long-term thinkers and they didn't give in to FUD like this. And they actually participated in the markets and uh, well, they just weren't no-coiners like you. But hey, no-coiners, conspiracy theorists, excuse makers, they're not in motion. That's their, that's their way. I love what Nick said about them. Uh, now, moving on here and not focusing on this story a little bit more. I'm going to give it two more minutes of attention. Lawmaster, who I don't always agree with, he says, I have now read the entire updated paper by Griffin and Shams. The guy's name is Shams. And I have to say that it's still riddled with errors and fundamental misunderstandings about how the stable coin deposits and redemption work. There is still no proof that there was market manipulation. Okay, great. Great. Got people will still, hey, Tether FUD. End of the year, someone will be saying, oh, it's the price is only going up because Tether manipulation. Because the, there's only one, there's one mysterious guy behind the curtain that used Tether to pump up the price to 20000 Okay, you can believe that if you want to believe that. Uh, and again, so, someone in here says, I'm pretty sure the silver market is rigged too. Eh. And someone says the stock market is rigged. What's rigged? I mean, what is what is really rigged? What do you mean? What do you mean by rigged? I mean, is it some some huge conspiracy? No. I mean, there's there's market players that try to scare people, that try to say things, that try that buy up a lot and sell a lot and try to freak people out. That's part of the market. That's part of the market. I don't believe in this rigging stuff. The, I believe it's all a bunch of – in any market, it's a bunch of – the government comes in, does certain things. Is that rigged? I, I mean – it's, it's, a, it's a strong word. Rigged is a strong word. Hey, greetings from Cape Town, South Africa. But I will tell you this. Bitcoin, this game is not rigged. Pound that like button. There's no doubt about that. It's it's all out in the open. But uh, yeah, hey, greetings from Cape Town, South Africa. Beautiful. I love Cape Town, South Africa. Haven't been there since 2015, but I love all the people of South Africa. I, I, am, I am with the people of South Africa. I am against the government of South Africa. Bring that – horrifying government down. Okay. That, that steals land from its own people. Redistribute. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about uh, gold versus Ethereum. Gold, gold and Ethereum, bro. Precious metals, gold, silver, you know, someone just brought up silver and I want to, I want to bring up something. I think there are a lot of people out there that are blind to the fact that Ethereum is being worked on. There are real people that are working on Ethereum. Now, again, I like, and I, and you got to understand that Bitcoin and Ethereum are totally different things. Bitcoin is freaking money. Okay. It's the real thing. It's limited supply. Okay. Store of value. It's a store of value. It's a real store of value. That's not what Ethereum is trying to be at all. Okay. 
All right. And right now they don't even have a limit. They'll have a limit one day, I, I assume. But it, it's 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 a way to build all these uh, fascinating new uh, DeFi and all this the world computer, whatever, whatever it's supposed to be. That's not what Bitcoin is. They are apples and oranges, and we've had plenty of people on the show say that before. But I, I also want to say there's many, many, many altcoins out there. Many altcoins. How, how many have as many people working on them as as Ethereum? It, none. None. Okay. It's in a whole another world. That's why I, I always say Ethereum is the next Ethereum. Now, I value my wealth in Bitcoin. Okay. That's I think everyone should value their wealth in Bitcoin. But then we're going to we come to another question here. We come to there's a theoretical question here. If, if would you rather own if someone if you could buy something now, you could buy either some type of precious metal, gold, silver, let's say gold, that's the best one, or Ethereum, and you would have to hold on to it until at least 2021, until at least uh, 210,000 blocks after the Bitcoin all-time high. Okay? Which one would you rather? Which one would you rather buy right now? Which one would you rather buy? And then you you would have to and, and so and then at that point at two hundred ten thousand blocks after the Bitcoin all time high, which is in in twenty twenty one, it's four years from twenty seventeen. Which one would you rather have, gold or Ethereum? Now, what type of development is going on with gold right now? Gold is used, sure, it's it's used uh, for for computers, it's used to build stuff, used to build spaceships. Okay, okay, it's being mined. All right. Not much is not much is changing. It's not really changing the world that much. It's it's been doing what it's been doing for years. It, it is a it it, can, it it has a purpose. Now, what will be going on with Ethereum over the, these next two years? Okay, we've got all these people building all this stuff that I don't even fully understand. All this DeFi stuff, and a lot of it is buzzwords. A lot of it is going to fail. Indeed, a lot of it's going to fail. At the same time, if we we go by the two hundred ten thousand block theory, in two years around November. If it's true, Bitcoin will be worth more than it was beforehand, and we will be in a wild market again with all these newbies coming into the space, with all these people all of a sudden interested in cryptocurrency again. Will that be happening with gold? No, no. Gold will be still gold, okay? You could say, well, maybe there will be a Great Depression, and that's very interesting. In order for gold to be doing well, apparently, there will have to be a Great Depression. The world will have to fall apart. Something bad will happen. But in order for Ethereum to, to do well, it's it's building, it's it's new stuff here, it's innovation. Um, very interesting, very interesting. And I am one that believes that uh, we are in in a golden age here. I am actually one who believes that so many theories about stuff going horribly wrong, it just doesn't happen. We we have my entire lifetime, things have just gotten better, 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 better. We've had, you know, there have been recessions, all right? And then people move on. People lose. Some people lose. Some people, some great things come out of recessions. Some great thing, you know, there was a, you know, not around 9-11 we had a recession. Out of that came a lot of great things. Out of that down period, I mean, Facebook came around after that. Google really went to the moon after that. Things happen. We Things keep getting better here. So uh, I want to say... That Ethereum, people like to say that Bitcoin and gold, they're like they're like friends. Well, how exactly are they associated here? I mean, they're stores of value, indeed. But how can I can I easily turn my Bitcoin into gold? Can I turn my gold into Bitcoin? How can I do that? You got to go down to the corner store 
that has comic book guy working at it, okay? You see comic book guy working at your gold place. He's got his butt cleavage hanging out. And you say, okay, comic book guy, here's my gold. I need Bitcoin. No, I'm not going to give you Bitcoin. I'll give you some dollars for it. And then he decides how much it's worth. And it's not what it's worth on your computer when it's listed. It's what comic book guy says. When he, and then he's got to make sure it's real. So it's going to take a little while. Now, let's say I have some Ethereum and I want to turn that into Bitcoin. I go to BISC. I anonymously do it in two seconds. Okay. There is, there's some liquidity here between any cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. I mean, this is one of the glorious parts of Ethereum or, or, or any really any cryptocurrency. Why? I, 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 and the original inspiration for this video was, was that there was a video someone was asking me about gold and I said I'd rather have Litecoin. And I think the, the reason I said that is because, you know, if I had Litecoin, I can, re, I can turn it into Bitcoin so easily. Same thing with Ethereum. You could turn it into Bitcoin so easily. Ethereum and Bitcoin are friends, okay? Like it or not, they, they're apples and oranges. They can be turned into one another anonymously in two seconds on BISC. You don't have to wait around. Comic book guy doesn't have to do it. You don't have to go to a physical location. This is what I'm describing about gold in the Bitcoin. This is the old world. Why do we even, what is, what's up with, I mean, you could be in that old world, but do you see why Ethereum is in that new world where you don't have to worry about what comic book guy says it's worth? You, it, it's on a, BISC is a real exchange. It's what the market says it's worth. It's what the market says it's worth, all right? So there's there's a uh, a positive for Ethereum. Also, you turn it into Bitcoin in uh, two seconds. You don't have to rely on comic book guy to tell you to say, oh, this is fake, or I'm I'm only going to give you half the price, or it's going to take five days. Uh, so yeah, Ethereum is part of this digital golden age, uh, and I would have rat in 2021. Right now, I would rather have a piece of the digital golden age than a piece of, of, of the pie from the doom past. The, well, the doom past that never worked out. The doom that never happened, in fact. I mean, you have to think um, in, in terms of young people today. I mean, what are they going to be? What are they going to be a part of? The digital future or the doom past that never happened? Uh, destruction doesn't happen in reality. That's what I was saying before. Innovation does. Sure, we have minor destructions here, there, and whatever, but Innovation is what keeps this society growing. We, we do not have major, you know, we've had world wars and everything like that. Do you think that's happening to the United States still? Would that be, I mean, do you want to be involved with something where, you know, I'm, I'm getting the gold because I think there's going to be a thermonuclear war. I mean, you're going to have bigger problems than that. You're going to have bigger problems than that. Innovation happens. Destruction, it's happened in the past. Wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, but yeah, theoretically, you could have so much could go wrong theoretically, theoretically. I'm into reality. I'm into Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is, is the reality here. Cryptocurrency is the reality here. Young people innovating with Ethereum, young people uh, valuing Bitcoin, also people having Ethereum conferences. Again, you might not like Vitalik. You might not like there's a dictator over a cryptocurrency. But hey, Bitcoin is living gold's dream also. That's another thing to remember. And and you, people are going to ask me about silver and other precious metals. I mean, it's just as ridiculous as gold. I mean, um, now, innovation versus Peter Schiff. Now, going back to the dictator aspect of, uh, and again, I want, to, I want to remind everyone, this is all theoretical. I'm not telling you to buy Ethereum at all. I'm telling you Bitcoin, value of wealth in Bitcoin. I'm the Bitcoin meister. I got the Bitcoin, all right? Pound that like button. Now, um, because some people get confused. 
Um, again, so, someone here says, no, I can't even repeat that. Uh, <laughs> there's a little argument going on over there. We're not going to say that. Uh, here we go. Where are we going here? Innovation versus Peter Schiff. Oh, yeah, China. Dictators. Now, China, is China successful? Yeah, China is successful with what they do. They're not a democracy at all. Do I like the way China operates? No. But with their dictator type of uh, Politburo type of leadership, where just a, a, a lone few make important decisions, it's very efficient. It's very efficient. And uh, again, I'm glad we don't have that in Bitcoin at all, that one person can just say, no, we're going to go in this direction. We're going to go in another direction. But it is efficient. They have a dictator in Ethereum. So I'm going to tell you, their scaling problems, their problems that everyone keeps on putting out, up, putting out there, that, that, that they're going to, that, you know, all these people are saying Ethereum is going to fail. No, their dictator will figure out a way. He will say, this is the way it's going to be. They will fix it. That's it. Ethereum is the real corporate coin because it, it's, it's not, it's not BS like, like Ripple. Okay. Ripple dreams of being accepted by mainstream and big entities like Ethereum is and will be. Uh, at Ethereum, you can actually build on. And again, corporations are going to have like Ethereum because they think it's going to be the next Bitcoin. They have a lot of say in it. They like that a, a dictator can just say, this is the way we're going to go. Um, they can build stuff on it. It's, can you do that with Ripple? Uh, so Ethereum is, It's. do I like corporate coins? Do I like coins that are going to bow to the way of a, of a corporations possibly? No. But it, the people value that stuff, okay? We've had guests on the show that uh, that have, have talked about the Ethereum to, 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 to build a, a private blockchain. What, do I believe in all that stuff? Do I believe in all those bug words? No. But this is what's going on right now. This is the reality on the ground. So a lot of this stuff is failing. It's going to fail that they, they do on Ethereum. But there are a lot – the tremendous entity. This is the future. Clearly, clearly this is the future. What, what's gold? What's gold? What they did, it, it's just around the corner. It's going to go to the moon. Everyone's been saying since 1982, blah, blah, blah. What, what did, you, I mean, again, it, it has some uh, industrial value, but what, where's the real upside? The upside is in the downside of the world. If the world freaking has a, a nuclear war, then yeah, it's great to have gold. Do you really want to be in that world? Do you really, really want to be? I mean, this is, uh, it's unbelievable. But it, this is for the doom and gloomers. Gold is truly for – it's such a negative space to be around because everything around it, uh, for it to succeed, things have to go wrong. And uh, Ansel Linder said that he was so happy once he, he wasn't a gold bug anymore, once he got into the Bitcoin space because there was so much positivity. And in, around Ethereum, there's a lot of positivity too. There's so much potential in there. So no doubt about it. If you handed me Ethereum or gold, I would be like, hey, let me have that Ethereum. Please give me that Ethereum. Give me that Ethereum. Because I mean, if worse comes to worse, if all of a sudden it dropped after 2021, I would turn it into Bitcoin in one second. Gold, you can't even do that. So um, yeah. So I, I, how likely is gold and silver to do well in this modern real world? Not the fantasy doom world. Not the fantasy doom world. In the modern real world that keeps on getting better and better and better, how likely, how likely are, are, the, are the youth of America going to be like, yeah, I got silver. I'm stacking silver and compared to the reality of people building stuff on Ethereum, all these young kids learning about technology and whatnot. The real world beats theory. The real world beats theory. 
We're go wake up, look outside, look what's going on. There's Ethereum. I'm walking around Tel Aviv. People are talking about Ethereum. People are having Ethereum conferences. Are they buying gold? Is the world falling apart? Is there a nuclear war? No. Uh, so I, I want to end this topic on a guy I've had on the show before, Chris Black. And Chris is a smart guy. He's a marketing type of guy. He likes Bitcoin. He he's gone toward that DeFi Ethereum side of the world. And um, oh, good. I, someone's got a question about Max Kaiser. I'm going to answer that question. Um, because he's a doomer too. Max is really a doomer um, on a certain level. I, I'm not a fan of his at all. But uh, and he's a clickbaiter. He's a clickbaiter. But uh, the with Chris with Chris Black, uh, he's got a video that I linked to below. It's about DeFi and and innovation and Ethereum. And he likes that's his business. He likes Ethereum. I like Bitcoin. But compare the tone of his video to the ones of Doug Casey and um, all the other gold, Peter Schiff, all the ones uh, that talk about gold. Uh, what's the one? Uh, I can't even remember his name anymore. The one that Andy Andy Hoffman used to be on his show. I haven't watched it for so long. He's a good guy. He's from the Midwest. He's from Missouri. He's a nice guy. But the tone of all these doom and gloom shows about gold, the ones, all the videos you hear about gold, about all oh, gold's going to mean, it all involves something. Greg Hunter. Greg Hunter is that who I couldn't think of his name. But compare a Greg Hunter theme show to tone, the tone of the show, to what this video that Chris has out, out, out there. And there is, there is just no comparison. There is no comparison. So, yeah, I would much rather be involved and with Ethereum than Bitcoin. Hold Ethereum than Bitcoin. Sorry, sorry, I made a mistake. Pound that face. I would much rather – some of us use that clip against me. I would much rather be involved with Ethereum than gold. And um, Ethereum uh, is much more positive than gold. Uh, so I'm going so fast here. We don't stay in the past. We move to the future. And sometimes when we're moving to the future, like with the dot-com thing, with all that experimentation, there are huge mistakes. But we're moving to the future. We come out stronger. We're not ups, We're not waiting for things to get worse. We're just rolling with the punches, going toward the future. And uh, yeah, that's right. I, that's why cryptocurrency as a whole is positive. That's why I have no problem with people doing ICOs and this, that, and the other. This is where the big boys play. Do your own research. Know what... Bitcoin is the real thing. It's gambling with the others. And yeah, it is gambling to a certain level with Ethereum, but Ethereum is clearly the next Ethereum also. Um, I'm not going to stifle honest innovation. I'm not here to stifle honest innovation. And that's that's what's going on with Ethereum. There is honest innovation there. Uh, Bitcoin went through the trials and tip tribulations of scaling and drama in 2016 and 17. And people said that it was going to fail then. And, but, and, but, and then people said it was much stronger once it made it through its scaling debate and that no other coin had come close to even going through those trials and tribulations and those tests. And Ethereum is going through all of that right now. And it's, it's going to make it up, but it's got a dictator. It's got a Politburo. They're going to do it differently. I don't like the way they're doing it, um, how they're going to win their scaling debate, how they're going to fix it, how they're going to make it work. They're going to make it work because they got a dictator, just like China makes it work. Pounds that, pound that like button. Again, Bitcoin is the one, but I would rather, much rather have Ethereum uh, than gold any other day of the week. Uh, okay. And yeah, so both of them, Bitcoin and Ethereum, they can exist in the same word, world. They can thrive. They can survive 
in together. Um, and I, I do want to point out that Tapiero uh, of the Tapiero trillion dollar line, uh, Caitlin Long, finance people like David Nage, uh, they're all talking about uh, this. They have mentioned Ethereum in various ways. They're not blindly saying blockchain, not Bitcoin. They're saying you know, Ethereum, DeFi, DeFi can be a little catchphrasy and everything. But uh, no, there, there are people in the finance world that are putting lots of money into this DeFi thing, which is all based around Ethereum. So that is that alone shows you, are, are they all flowing in the gold? Are they saying gold is late? There's some people that are like, I want to protect my wealth with gold. Okay. And I understand, I understand that on a certain basic level. I want to, but it, you're just protecting yourself. All right. And the only way it's mooning is if we're going down the, the toilet. Okay. And we're not going down the toilet. Innovation is coming and you want to be, I mean, it's just like back in the day, if you were saying, well, this Google thing, I don't exactly understand what they're doing. This Google stock, it's all about innovation. I don't get it. Uh, what, you know, Yahoo's a pretty good search engine, isn't it? Uh, I would just rather have gold than, uh, than, than Google stock. And that was a tremendous mistake. I mean, you want to be around the innovators, not the past. All right, so here's the question. Robert A. Wilson said, did you hear Max Kaiser's in, insider insider info about China revealing soon previously undisclosed hoard of gold plus the digital RMB being backed by it. I have heard people mention it. I think it's total BS. I think it's total stuff to get doom pointers to keep on watching him. We will never know if who cares if they buy a bunch of gold and back a crypto by gold. What does that mean? What does that mean? That's nothing. That's nothing. It's not a real cryptocurrency. It's it's a catchphrase. It's all these do and God and the people have been like emailing me about this stuff or sending me DMs or whatever. It is nonsense. It is doom. It is ridiculous. Who cares about China buying gold? Who cares? <laughs> and it's a secret. They're really connecting their cryptocurrency to their magical stash of gold. They have so much gold. Who, if you have so much gold, what does that matter in today's world? What does that matter in today's world? Seriously, as a country, the United States of America can print up all the dollars they want to. And that means a lot more than China buying up a bunch of gold. That's the reality on the ground. It doesn't matter if you're hoarding gold and you're going to connect it to your magical centralized RMB cryptocurrency or whatever. That's not how the world really works. The 80 percenters value their wealth in freaking dollars from Zimbabwe to freaking Detroit to L.A. to wherever, to, <laughs> to, 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 East, to, to, to um, Eastern Europe. They're not magically going to say, oh, I'm going to get in the Renembi now because uh, of gold and China. And China, who cares? It's, and it's probably not even happening. These guys like Max Kaiser have been talking about this gold China nonsense for years. And the United States just gets keeping, getting, keeping, gets more powerful. The people get more richer, more spoiled every single day by printing up those dollars. And the smartest of the smart of those Westerners getting the Bitcoin, because that's not going to get inflated away. That's not going to be controlled by China, China's whim, China's will, or, or whatever. All right. So I think it's absolutely ridiculous that people take that Max Kaiser BS seriously about China and gold. We've been hearing it for so long. Go, go ahead, make my day and make your secret announcement about your gold back crypto. It's nonsense. 
It's so, it's such nonsense. It won't do a thing to the world. It won't do it. What China should, a real, a real thing that China should do, they should be buying Bitcoin. That would make them a lot richer. That would make them a lot richer. Okay, they'd have value. They could buy more tanks to suppress their people. But the whole gold and Renembi thing, no, nah, they're not, that's not going to stop their people from rebelling against them eventually, which they eventually will. They eventually will. But China is weak for that reason because their people are not free. They're not people are not free. That that's the magical thing, magical thing that that's that's holding them back. All right. If they actually were free, if they actually let people speak, if they didn't put people in concentration camps, put Muslims in concentration camps, they they'd be in a much better shape with with their their currency has no value outside of, outside of China. It has no value outside of China. None at all. Completely ridiculous. All right. But again, you know, Max. This is who Max appeals to. To people who believe in conspiracies and believe that the whole the United States is going down the tube and the whole the whole dollar based world is going down the tube. He hates the United States. He hates the United States. He hates the Western world, uh, Max Kaiser. And I, for that, I'm not a big fan of his at all. Not a big fan of his at all. Why doesn't Max take some more money from Iran? Why doesn't he take some more dirty money from Iran? That piece of crud, Max Kaiser with his China and gold predictions. He should go live in Iran. All right. That's, so that's what I think about the nonsense from people like him. Complete nonsense. And again, people, oh, he likes Bitcoin. That's great. And that's the beauty of Bitcoin. Someone who's an enemy like Max Kaiser and who would be a personal enemy of mine, he can earn big, he can talk up Bitcoin and it just makes me richer. That is the beauty of Bitcoin. But talking about, about secret cryptocurrencies in China and them buying gold, it's nonsense. It makes no difference to you and me at all. And they won't even be able to oppress their people any it, it, more, more so with that nonsense, Namibi and whatever. All right. So, and yeah, it is unfortunate that China oppresses. I, I'm totally against them oppressing their people. And and but it is it is efficient currently having their dictator over there. It's very efficient way to run a country. And you just you just say, hey, we're taking your land. We're building a subway. We're building a new city on your land. That's it. You can do nothing about it. Uh, but these America haters, it's so based on Western hate, um, all these weird predictions about gold and China. It's so it's clearly it's envy. It's envy of the Western world. Every everywhere I go on this planet, they want to be like us in the United States. They want to be as fat and rich as the Americans. OK. Or as the Australians or as the New Zealanders or the, the whole Western way of life. All right. That people right now, it, it's become so comfortable, this world. That people, I mean, like worrying about transgenders is the big thing. I mean, your life is over if some transgender person in California that you've never met is being, can't cut themselves up or something like that. I mean, this is the spoiled Western world that we're living in, how wealthy and rich we are right now. And it's, it's going to get, it, yeah, there's a lot of decadency in it, but it keeps on going. It's fueled by that dollar. People value their wealth in the, in the dollar and then people aren't going to stop. That, and, it's, and Bitcoin isn't going to stop them from doing it either. China's not going to stop them because 80 percenters, people want stuff. People want stuff. The 80 percenters want stuff. You don't. Have, you can save. And so you can be on the overlay. You don't have to worry about all that nonsense to keep up with the Joneses. But people are going to keep on keeping up with the Joneses. That's what values. That's what puts uh, value into the dollar. The consumer economy. That's what keeps it going. And the whole it's, it's not falling apart. People are always going to want more and more and more. We're going to keep on having innovation. Yes, sure, there are going to be slips in the way. Uh, so on, on that note, Nick Carter, not on that note, pound that like button. He talks about stellar 
burning itself. All right. That they had a bunch of stellar. They got rid of it. I'm bringing up this story because I thought it was an interesting experiment when B private burnt some of their, uh, their B private. So when, when, a, when a coin burns itself, it just gets rid of some of its tremendous, uh, a tremendous amount of it that's out, out there. It's, it supposedly should cause some deflation and the price, uh, the value of the stellar should increase. So it did increase a little bit, but here we go. Uh, I'll be the first. This was uh, Nick said. I'll be the first one to point out uh, the fact that X that Stellar is only twenty percent of the news. Uh, twenty is only up twenty percent on the news instead of a hundred percent. That fifty percent supply is being uh, what is this? Is being burned is solid evidence against the burns are deflationary thesis. So they burnt fifty percent of their freaking supply. And it, it only caused, uh, whatever, a 10% jump or something. Um, but again, and he says, on the one hand, they burned the lumens. They burned the stellar. On the other hand, a single entity had unilateral discretion over 50% of the supply. So that, that is a huge that, – that, that, that's something huge to consider too for all you altcoin speculators who want to get into nonsense. Huge numbers, so many – uh, stellars out there, and then all of a sudden one day some dictator can say, okay, yeah, we're just going to get rid of half of them right now. What else does that mean that they can do? What else? I mean, who knows? That's why you don't mess around with these altcoins. That's why you don't hold these altcoins. But you don't know what, what, what the... They're so based on nothing, and there's so many of them, and they have to try so many gimmicks that you don't know what gimmick their dictator is going to cause, their, their dictator is going to pull next. So, yeah, another reason not to gamble people telling me about Stellar and Ripple and nonsense like that. Um, and finally, finally, we got, uh, <laughs> let's see, we got, uh, we got a, uh, a, a LinkedIn story that I, that someone copied me on, on Twitter and it's, uh, what's it called? Fuel, the, the middle-class fuels the, the American system basically. Uh, and my opinion is that the middle class is – he talks about the middle class being the battery of society. And I say I, I agree. I think the middle class in the United States is the battery that powers society, and it gets tapped into through taxes. And they can opt out into Bitcoin. They don't have to be the battery of the, of the United States of America anymore. I mean they, they, their power is just getting totally sucked on by the United States. It, it's what, what keeps the system going, as I alluded to before. Some will get into Bitcoin, but most won't, and the system will continue, as I said. And I, I like this guy's battery comparison, comparing the big, comparing the middle class of the United States to a battery. So check that out. That is linked to below. They're the Energizer Bunny. They keep going and going and going. People keep again. You don't have to be the energy. You don't have to keep keeping up with the Joneses. You can get into the Bitcoin overlay. You don't have to be the battery of the United States anymore. But most middle classers. Eh, 80 percenters, they want to impress the wife, the kids, they want to have the next big car. That's what keeps the system going, and it's going to continue. That's human nature. They want stuff. They want freaking stuff. You don't have to want stuff. Be an individual. You don't have to be the part of the collective of stuff. Be, fitting in is overrated, but it's hard. It's hard to, uh, to, to be an individual and get outside the system. And uh, it's always fun to buy to buy into the mainstream or to buy into the conspiracy series, the blame, the blame and game, the blame game. Man, I'm not down. I'm not down with any of that. I'm down with personal responsibility. China isn't controlling me. The 
Bernie isn't controlling me. I'm controlling me. And if I lose out, it isn't because of some magical banker or some magical conspiracy. I did something wrong. I'm going and if if something changes in the environment, I'm going to alter my way so I can continue to be successful. Personal, take responsibility of your over, over yourself. Don't try to come up with magical, whimsical theories that explain away all your problems. And you know, looking forward to the net. You know, if you look forward to to the whole world falling apart. I, I don't know what to say. I, I really don't know what to say. But again, with the, the Max Kaiser way of thinking, um, because that's, hey, that's for you dudes. Be my guest. You think China's going to, you know, destroy everything. The whole world's, the, the United States is horrible. We're the evil empire, blah, 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 blah. Dollar, dollars going down the toilet. Been saying that for 10 years. All right. Um, okay. And so Robert says, whereas I mostly agree with you, I think we are about to see events of similar character ultimately driving the smart money and attention to the inevitable BTC. I think there will be, there could be events. I mean, we're, we're constantly, you know, the housing prices are constantly going up. They're constantly going up because of the 80 percenters buying into the inflation game. They're constantly going up. So smart people should, instead of buying real estate, they should be getting into Bitcoin and some will, but it's not going to be this huge, like everyone's going to, there's not going to be hyper Bitcoinization. There's a, so there are there are inflationary aspects of the economy. Are they hyperinflationary? No, they're not hyperinflationary in the United States. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I say. 20 percenters will rise up. But the 20 percenter producer term, it's very important to analyze what that means. 20 percent means at most only 20 percent of the people are, are smart enough or, or awake enough to know to even get into this type of thing. So and how many of them will actually do it? So that's why you are so special out there if you're already in the Bitcoin, okay? You, you already know, I'm not playing this game anymore. I don't need to fit in anymore. Um, I don't need a disaster or a semi-disaster to wake me up to get me into this. I don't I don't need to be, a, a, you know, to, to, to have, have my roof fall in and then have to take out loans to fix the house that I'm already in debt in to know that I shouldn't have been valuing my wealth in mega mansions. Uh, you know, the, the two mega mansions that I have that I can't maintain that I should have been valuing in Bitcoin. So I, I just I don't believe in catastrophic end of the world events that are going to get the whole world into Bitcoin. Um, I, I believe in that the smart smart money smart entities uh, will get into Bitcoin and they will benefit incredibly. And smart entities will experiment with all sorts of crypto and they will benefit in incredibly. And some and some will fail. Some will fail. There will be failures, just with, like with the dot com thing. You look back on the dot com era and. So many people became incredibly wealthy if they got if they got into the solid ones, if they got into Google, if they got into Facebook, if they got in even in Yahoo and eBay and all that stuff. There's so much potential. And that is growth. That's all based on innovation. This is not based on this destruction mentality that so many people are addicted to that I am so against. You can see how passionately I rail against people like Max Kaiser and, and other people who just base their whole uh, base everything, base uh, their whole persona around things falling apart, uh, around destruction, destruction of, of the, the Western world and just other insanity. All right. That's that's not to be celebrated. That's, I don't celebrate destruction at all. I celebrate innovation. I am looking toward the future. I am not looking to the past and gold and, and all of that stuff. And again, yeah, there, I mean, I'm not saying gold is a uh, valueless. It's got value. Obviously. All right. <laughs> but the, the original, again, the, the, the question was Ethereum or gold. 
hold it now until 2021, uh, uh, definitely, I, I would be Ethereum over gold. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video, check out the links below. Pound that like button, click on these squares, we'll have a new show for you tomorrow. Again, check out the Caitlin Long Show from earlier today. See you guys. Bye.